This is the Dealer News Today podcast, the podcast for automotive executives and the professionals who support them. From the Dealer News Today headquarters, here's your host, Dave Canton with Andrew Cherkasky. Dave, good morning and congratulations. This is our 20th episode. You know, this has been a tough course dealing with this pandemic, but this, you know, these last 20 days have encouraged me, especially with creating Dealer News Today podcast with you and our entire production team. It's kept us busy, huh? You you know, doing this has been great. Uh, We were, I think, on the verge of of boredom. We weren't sure what we were going to do. We were going to nothing left on Netflix to watch. Yeah. We were going to spin our wheels sitting in the office, talking about the same business ideas that we could over and over again. This has been critical. This is uh really a great idea that we got invited onto the show and that we accepted it. Let's really talk why we created the show. Why are we doing this every day? And, you know, we had a long discussion this morning, right? On my opinion of creating a positive state of mind around this pandemic. We got to stop with COVID-19 discussions unless we're recording them. We should have been recording it from the beginning. The audience would have absolutely loved our conversation pre, uh, pre, pre-record. Look, here's my point of view on maintaining a positive state of mind. The reality is, ladies and gentlemen, okay, we we have a pandemic, right? We know that. And the reality is it's creating disaster, okay, for the economy. It's creating obvious scenarios of businesses closing, okay, uh, short on capital, people not being able to pay bills, you know, people being home. But one of the things, obviously, that I am looking at outside of the loss of life, is the loss of momentum. And loss of momentum is something that cannot be purchased. You could have all the money in the world. You could be the Mark Cubans of the world, the Richard Bransons of the world. You can't buy momentum. So everyone that owns and operates a company, you know where I'm coming from. These last seven to 10 years have been an incredible economy. It's literally created a huge boost in momentum. And momentum carries you through quarter after quarter with great earnings. And we've now lost that momentum over the last 26 to 30 days of literally being at a standstill. And I get it. But what we need to do as incredible entrepreneurs, as incredible executives in the automotive industry and beyond is lead, is become leaders because that's what we are. An executive to me is a leader. We need to get behind the wheel now more than ever and re-steer that ship to a positive place. Because if we sit back And we allow all this negativity that's around us to steer our ship. We're going to end up in a bad place. It's going to be a Titanic situation. And that cannot be the outcome. You know, Dave, it's interesting because I see you all day long taking phone calls from close friends, uh, from colleagues within the industry. They come to you for your advice, for your your wisdom and leadership, uh, and really for your positivity. Because you do maintain this attitude, both on air and off air, of remaining positive, remaining very forward-driven in all that you're doing. I tend to take, as many attorneys do, a little bit more of kind of the the practical side of things as I see it. I think, I, I don't know that that's exactly a fair way to put it, but I'm I'm kind of more of the naysayer. I'm kind of more of the, the uh, I, I see the risk. I'm concerned with it. Here's, here's the reality. The momentum is lost and, and momentum is the direction our industry, but really our economy was going in. The habits that people created are different now. 
when this is over, it's not going to just be over. It's going to be over after many, many months and a vaccine's created and there's ways to treat it for the people who get it, even if they were vaccinated. This is going to be a cultural shift of a size we have not seen in our generation. Maybe the terrorism uh, change that took place after 9-11. And it's not, and and Andy, more importantly, it's going to create a new normal. You know, the, 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 right. you know, the way that everyone lived their life, okay, 30 days ago, compared to the way we're going to live it 30 days from now, are two different ways of creating a creature of, ha- of habit. You know, the, the things that we're doing today, okay, as individuals, as family members, as, as, as executives, okay, as CEOs, are completely different than the way we've done them 30 days ago. And again, is this going to be the new normal? You know, we spoke to the CEO of cars.com yesterday who virtually prepared for this four weeks ago and their way of operating obviously has changed over the last 30 days. You have to learn to adapt. Okay. You got to be a chameleon to the situation that's surrounding you. And a lot of executives are stepping up to the plate, rising to the occasion and getting it done. Here's my advice, ladies and gentlemen, look around you. Okay, create any positive any positivity that you can in any circumstances that are around you and share that. People today need a breath of positivity. They need encouragement. I got dealers calling me every day. I got executives calling me, business partners calling me, and other businesses that I'm involved in. And a lot of them are are negative towards the situation. And I get it. This is bad. But in order to get out of this and get stronger and cross that bridge and get to the other side and say, remember when we need to be prepared, we need to now say, okay, we're past the first week. This is realization to your point. It's reality. I get it. But now we need to understand that this could be the new normal. We need to wrap our head around this and drive forward and create the positive outcome that we all need and want to see post COVID-19. You know, Dave, more on this in a moment, but first a word from our sponsor. Today's sponsor is Single Throw Marketing, digital marketing consulting services, and so much more. Find out more at singlethrow.com. You know, Dave, regardless of whether we treat this as kind of from the devil's uh, advocate perspective, which is kind of where I'm coming from this, or whether you stay totally uh, positive, the reality is we have to stay focused on how to deal with it. Um, You can't just wrap it up. You can't just bury your head in the sand and go away. If you want to have a few moments where you're a little negative on something, absolutely uh, okay. We've got to move forward. There's no other way than to move forward. Look, you know, you know, today the uh, National Automobile Dealer Association, NADA, uh, they came out with negative news today. You know, the automotive uh, industry was supposed to be around 16.8 to 17 million cars. They just predicted that it's probably going to come in somewhere around 13 to 13.5 million. Not good news, but guess what? We had seven to 10 incredible years. It's going to bounce back. I see a surge that's going to happen of selling cars post COVID. I hope we can make up a lot of what we lost, you know, and a lot of states are working really hard for their dealers right now. A lot of these state dealer association presidents are, are working directly with the governors to reopen the doors. To, and we have a to great create, guest to talk about to this. create the ability to sell cars safety safely. And that's most important. The safety of the customer, the safety of the employee. We got the state, Dealer Association President of Pennsylvania, John Devlin, joining us this afternoon. Let's get right to it. Let's bring him on, Andy. Ladies and gentlemen, with us this afternoon, we had John Devlin, State Dealer Association President for Pennsylvania. John, good afternoon. 
Thank you for all your hard work and dedication. How are you today? Well, we're okay. We continue to press on. Um, thanks for having us on. And, uh, you know, it's a never ending uh, battle here to try and get us back into, into selling cars again to people who need them. You know, John, thank you so much for being on the show. We understand in Pennsylvania, you've been struggling uh, a little bit harder than some of the surrounding states. Can you give us an idea of what the current restrictions are on dealerships within Pennsylvania, kind of what the current status is? Well, yeah, they, currently the sales department's closed. I mean, service can be open. That's a deemed essential. And luckily it is because, you know, dealers across the state, most of them are open and they're taking care of business and, you know, at risk to themselves and, and their customers and their clients. But, you know, people need their cars fixed. So they're doing that on, on the repair side, but the sales side, the door is locked. What and about online sales? To do that. Any, anything with online sales? Any movement there? Well, we're trying to get some movement on that. Uh, we've got some things on the works, but nothing I can really discuss at this point. Um, we're, we're working on some solutions on that. So that may be a patch and a way forward. Uh, what we were looking for and are looking for is sort of what every other state around us has is sort of a by appointment with a, with the CDC protocols to, you know, do a one-on-one -on -one sale, uh, you know, with everything that's possible to do to protect both the customer and the employee. So all the surrounding states seem to have figured out how to accommodate that, but we're still struggling to get the governor to agree to that process. So, but we continue to press on um, through anybody and everybody we can to, to carry that message. Um, we need to get back open because there are a lot of people that need cars. It's, you know, it is people that have wrecked their cars and it's people who have cars that don't work anymore or the repairs exceed the value of the car. There's a whole lot of reasons, really good reasons that people need a car right now, not because they're just browsing online and, but there's some really good reasons. And we also represent the truck dealers and all the truck dealers. They have great reasons too, to sell trucks that are transporting everything we need from food to medicine. Um, and they're, they're all vital. And the bottom line is, you know, when it used to be, uh, you know, food and shelter, well, you really must have to add a vehicle to that too, because if you don't have a reliable car to get you somewhere, whether it's, you know, the doctor or the pharmacy or the food store, you are going to panic and, yeah. and no one deserves to be in that panic. Yeah. Transportation is critical. And in these times, uh, although public transportation may have historically been an absolutely reasonable path for that transportation now really limits you from using public transportation. You may very well need uh, a vehicle that you never needed before because you relied on on public transportation. And look, at the end That's of the correct. day, and, and, and also at the end of the day, you know, we, we we get it. Not many people today want to get into an Uber. Not many people today want to get into a, a, on a bus or a subway. You know, safety is the number one concern of everyone, and we get that, and it should be, okay? And sometimes having a vehicle is, is more safety. safe. That's our point. And, you know, there's- No, no question about it. You know, we're, we're getting that call a lot. There are people that that uh, I mean, public transportation is a little scary right now. I mean, you it, it's it's tough enough going into the food store, but do you really want to jump on a bus or a train and with a whole lot of other people and you have no idea what 
what's going on there. I mean, it's not controlled. We know we can do a controlled sale here and make it pretty safe. Um, you know, nothing's a hundred percent, but we know we can do a, a very good job and our people are chomping at the bit to do it much like virtually every other state in the, in the country. There's only one or two other states that aren't allowing this. So we just want what everybody else has in a controlled manner. And we think we can absolutely accomplish that, um, and do it, do it every day. And look, we believe the PA dealers, obviously, like you, deserve that ability, especially for so many more reasons than just revenue, but they have customers and they have accounts like American Red Cross of workers that are out there carrying blood, uh, you know, from, from, from place to place or all the first responders that, that, that their cars break down and, you know, they, they might be in the need of a new car. They might have leases that are expiring. There's so many reasons why we do believe that, you know, that having the ability to sell online cars in a safe manner is so important and we encourage it as well. You know, look, we know all the surrounding states, the, 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 the governors are obviously are, are, are heavily involved in this decision process. You know, they, they understand that, you know, you look at what governor Cuomo's had to deal with in New York over the past four weeks, you know, our heart goes out to every lost life around the entire country, but this guy's dealing with them almost 800 to a thousand a day. But he also understands how critical it is to have his dealers able to sell cars online safely for the, for the benefit of the consumer, as we're talking about, um, is, is, as the governor of Pennsylvania been involved in, in communicating back and forth? Well, th there's no question. He knows the, the request. There's been no shortage of people that have gotten to him, uh, on both sides of the aisle politically and other people from the business community. Um, right now he is just, he's a hard no, and we've got to get him to turn around soon because the, the, the general public, and we made this point before too, um, yeah, the governors of New Jersey and New York, in the midst of the height of their thing, uh, you know, over a week ago, have figured out that that's pretty critical. We have such a population, a large population within 15 minutes of New Jersey. People who live over on the eastern side of the state, their, their choice really is to go into New Jersey to buy a car now, and that that just doesn't seem to make any sense. Um, we, we, that, why would we force people to do that? And quite honestly, it's the same thing around the, the, the rest of the state. They're going to Maryland or West Virginia and, and Ohio, and I don't think we want them traveling distances. If you live in the middle of the state, you got a two-hour trip just to get to the border. And the whole point, so John, is a, to keep people keep people yes, from seems, crossing seems state lines. Be, it just correct. doesn't make sense. And then, you know, I look, yeah. you know, thinking of it as a as a dealer and putting my dealer hat on, you know, then you're you're possibly also losing that that customer for life. You're you know, losing that customer. That the state's be, losing the sales tax. That could be a customer that could have bought well, three the state, cars. Uh, the state will the state will still get it's sales tax on that. So I don't want to create a. I don't want to create a false argument there. Uh, they still are going to have to pay sales tax, but you're chasing all the other revenue that, I mean, why would you want? So really what it comes down to is you, you, uh, you can still buy a car. You just can't buy a car here. And sure. that just doesn't make any sense. Well, that's, you're, you're in a very tough situation. What are you hearing from the dealer? I mean, beyond the obvious, beyond the, oh, the complaints, well, what are you hearing just, from the dealers? There's frustration. They're all having customers call them to go, well, what do I do? And they can't tell them that they can sell them a car. So, you know, people are going to other places to get cars outside of the state. And it's, dealers are just so frustrated because 
they are willing, like I've said, to do everything they need to do to protect the customer. They will do it. They're already doing it in the service side of the business, which, you know, just goes to show you that they, that's even a bigger challenge. So they're, they're totally capable of doing it. So let me ask you a question. Are dealers allowed to go through the process of a sale online and over the phone, but not deliver the car? Well, um, yeah, they could do that, but you, you know, there's a bunch of sales pending. I have talked to numerous dealers that have cars sitting on the lot that are ready to, to go, but there's not a mechanism because of the paperwork. We're working on something right now to try and get that to happen, but I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, get into that right now because sure. it's not settled. Um, but we're trying to, we're trying to do any kind of work around we can uh, that's, you know, that's above board and, and able to do what dealers are able to do right now. And they can do an, almost all of this online. Um, it's done all the time. So we just need a couple of more pieces to that puzzle and we're working on it. You know, and here's what we also hear. A lot of dealers in Pennsylvania also do own car dealerships in surrounding states, right? The states that they are allowed to sell cars online. And like you said, they're already doing this in service. We too believe that it's more difficult to, to, to operate the service end than the sales end as far as communication and social distancing. And we know a lot of PA dealers that are taking this extremely serious because safety is the number one concern at this point, not servicing or selling a car. But, you know, when it comes down to working capital and surviving, you know, there needs to be more revenue generators for every business out there. And we, we, we are confident, John, with your hard work and dedication. We, we know a lot about you. We've heard a lot of incredible things of what the Pennsylvania State Dealer Association has done previously for its dealers being on the front line. And we are confident that this too shall get done. And look, we appreciate your time today on this call. You know, is there a word of encouragement for all the dealers out there in Pennsylvania, something, an, an additional message that you want to deliver? Yeah, we're, we're not letting up. We're going to continue to press on. Everybody is very supportive and we'll get there. Um, so don't think we're giving up by any stretch of the means. We are working as hard as we can every day. John, we're thankful of all your hard work and dedication and anything that we could do at the Dealer News Today podcast. Do not hesitate to let us know. You know, we are here to support sure every dealer around the country. And we're, we're just thankful for people like you that are on the front line fighting for the dealers and executives that surround this automotive industry. John, stay healthy, stay safe, and have a great day today. Same to you, and thanks for having me on. Thanks, John. Take Thank care. You, John. Thank Take you. care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You know, very interesting conversation with, with John there. And, and a couple of points come to mind. Pennsylvania, they're struggling. They can't get the governor to, to bend on this. And, you know, from the other side, maybe we've got a, a governor there who's doing his very best to limit people from going out, trying to maintain the shutdown. Here's what occurs to me, though. As soon as this is over, it's not going to be over. We're going to get beyond perhaps the really strict requirements by the government, but people's habits are going to change. We were just talking about this before we had him on the show. People's habits are going to change. People aren't going to flow into car dealerships as frequently as they used to. People aren't going to go to stores of any sort, brick and mortar, in the same way until they feel completely safe from the risks that exist because of the coronavirus and, and now their consciousness of other sorts of viruses. I think the entire habits of our country will 
will change. And so I think there needs to be progressive attitudes by governors like in Pennsylvania, by other lawmakers to accept that businesses aren't trying to people put people in harm's way. They're trying to create a way, a capitalistic way to respect the safety of their employees, the safety of their customers, but still get business done because it's needed. Vehicles are needed. Here's something that I, uh, you know, here's my greatest takeaway from that. You know, Pennsylvania dealers are losing customers to other dealers across state lines. They're driving to New Jersey. They're driving to Maryland. So it's not that they're staying home, Andy. I get it. If there was a stay-at-home order where they where they were going to get in serious trouble if they left their home, I get it. But they're not. And they're driving across state lines. Pennsylvania, yes, is still getting the benefit of registering the car and getting the sales tax. But they're they're taking the risk, okay, to lose a customer that might have bought six cars from the local dealer that's now buying it from a New Jersey dealer 30 minutes away that might now go buy their next four cars from them. You know, and that really just isn't right, okay? If a dealer 30 miles away could understand how to properly put the consumer safety first. So can a Pennsylvania dealer. Pennsylvania has got some of the greatest car dealers in the entire country. We need to get behind them and support them. Yes, we need to sell cars and put safety first, but we need to support the businesses within the state. And I'm sure John Devlin is all over it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in today. Stay healthy and stay safe. Until next time, this is Dealer News Today.